Would you feel more comfortable on an improv stage or canoeing in the backcountry? Find out which Book Interrupted member you're most like by visiting www.bookinterrupted.com forward slash members. We're doing another contest here on Book Interrupted. During the Seeing Red book cycle, we're giving away a NYX Mixed Flow period underwear kit. To find out more, go to www.bookinterrupted.com slash contests. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. And I even got like a little brush, I got a little brush, and I like cleaned out the holes and like... Does anyone still do Kegel exercises? Feels like you have this like wave of like, I'm going to pass out, it's so mm-hmm. bad. Just pouring down my legs. I wear I wear adult diapers. Composting in my oh Lord in my Cycle is proudly supported by My Balanced Life, helping you find inner balance through individual, corporate, and community wellness programs. My Balanced Life offers wellness sessions across many disciplines, including Chinese medicine, which was discussed in this month's book, Seeing Red. Fully licensed and registered practitioners are available for one-on-one in-person treatments and virtual coaching sessions. As a valued book interrupted listener, you can book a free 15-minute consultation at www.mybalancedlife.ca slash book interrupted. That's www.mybalancedlife.ca slash book interrupted to learn more and book your free consultation. You can find the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycles from March 28th to May 2nd. It's Lindsay's book pick, and we're reading the book Seeing Red by Kirsten Karchmer. Seeing Red breaks down the lies women have been made to believe about their periods and how to achieve a healthy cycle. All right, so it's personal journal time. Let's see what the members of Book Interrupted thought outside the group. This is my second personal journal for Seeing Red, my book choice, and I decided to wear red lips. See? For the seeing red, even though it doesn't have to. Well, actually, I think that there, I read somewhere there's a history that lipstick, the reason we put lipstick on is so that our lips resemble our labia when it's aroused. So, you know, similar regions. Anyways, red lips for seeing red. And so I got about a third of the way through, a little bit more than a third of the way through the book. Uh, I'm just eating this book up. I love it. It's really something, you know, that touches and speaks to me, like I said, in my first personal journal. And uh, yeah, so let me tell you a bit about it. It starts with um, a little bit about her history and where she's from. She uh, works in, she had some history herself, uh, having some issues and dealing with and learning about Chinese medicine and Eastern medicine. 
And she's worked with, over a lo- quite a long period of time, women who have infertility issues, particularly, but also women who have period issues. So she's taken all the information that she's learned over all the time of seeing different clients and put together this book, which talks a little bit about periods, and then it goes into how you can use your period as a diagnostic tool in order to to know what's happening in your whole body, and then also to use that to help your period, fix your period so that you can fix your whole body at the same time through the use of Eastern medicine and Chinese medicine, from what I understand, which is really cool. She really talks about empowering women, which I think is really important of our own health, and that things are not normal, like what I was saying before, that people told me all the time that my issues are normal, and it's not normal, which I, I appreciate her saying many times. So she talks about the history of periods, which is absolutely crazy. If you are going to read this book for any, you know, I'm sure there's lots of reasons you're going to read this book, but read the book for the section on the history of periods. It is insane. Like the way that men would write about women and how they were unclean, how they were inferior because they were on their menstrual cycle that they'd have to not be able to see men for certain periods of time because they were, un- oh, I don't know. It Honestly, I started yelling numerous times about the book to Laird and just out in the blue being like, this is ridiculous, it's so stupid. Anyways, so I would recommend read the book just for that section. I also really love, she has these things called take action at the end of each section, which she talks about ways that you can actually do something, things like telling your friends and people about the history of the period and talking more about periods so that it becomes a normal conversation instead of something that we need to hide, uh, which I really love. And then, oh, she talks also about endometriosis and cramps actually leads to an increase in heart disease by 66%, which really freaks me out because I have both those things. So I'm really looking forward to reading more about it. So I've gotten to the point where she's talked about how using your period as a diagnostic tool, but not how to fix it. Now, I'm excited to read it, but I'm also a little bit worried because I have been through everything. I've done everything. Numerous shots, numerous medications. I tried changing my diet, changing my exercise, eating foods that were only warming, eating like just everything. I can't, just the list is forever. Different herbs, different vitamins, different minerals, different everything. I tried mental, I tried physical, I tried everything. Anyways, and I worry that this book, that she talks about how in the 80, this will help 80% of women can be able to get this unicorn cycle that she talks about, the perfect period cycle. I just worry, and I'm going to get emotional again about this, that What if I am just the 20% that can't be helped and that I'm stuck with this forever and it's just so, it's so debilitating and so horrible every single month to worry, you worry about it when it comes, when it comes, you're just trying to like breathe through it. And I just, you know, I want this book to be something magical and I think I'm putting a little too much pressure on this book to be, you know, my answer to everything, you know, because I I think I gave up for a while. And now that I'm reading this book again, I'm hoping that, you know, maybe they give me something new and different that I can try. Anyways, oh, I gotta. So yeah, I'm ready to read the part about the biohacking period. And maybe I can take some of that stuff and put it into effect and see if it will help me. This is the hat I wore for my period wrap, and I kind of like it, so I thought I'll wear it for this PJ, even though 
You cannot see my eyes, and I am in disguise. <laughs> anyway, um, so PJ2, Personal Journal 2, Seeing Red by Kirsten Karchmer. I read it really quickly. It read really well. I'll say one thing. She does this archetype section about like trying to, I guess, help the reader find out where do I fit into all of this kind of information. And, and ha- so like, like they guess they can apply it to themselves. And I didn't really find myself in there. So that was, well, that was still kind of a category at the end. She's like, well, if you don't find yourself anywhere, then, you know, I can't remember what she said about it, but I don't think it was very helpful. <laughs> and then the other thing I was going to say about that. Okay. So my period is always 28 days. So I haven't, uh, I only started counting it, you know, more recently when I was thinking about maybe having another baby and I found out that, yes, yeah, totally 28 days. I think I ovulated I, like on the 14th, like total average stats. Oh, but the information about like the contents of your period to build off of my last co- thing about the readout and how you kind of get a report. I got much more information about whether my period was quote unquote normal in terms of that, because she gives really detailed information about like how your flow should be, what it should look like, how long you should have your period for, all of that. So that's pretty cool. And I liked how she like explained how it matters if this is happening before ovulation or after ovulation, like your symptoms of whatever is going on with your period. Anyway, so that was good information. I like the idea of seed cycling, but I feel like I'm too lazy for it or something. I'm not doing it. We're supposed to be doing it as part of a BI challenge, a book interrupted challenge. But I have not got the supplies. Well, I have some flax, but it's rancid because I didn't put it in the fridge. So anyways, whatever. I should, I could get on that train. Maybe I will because it isn't that hard. You just have to rip, like work it into your, your routine. And actually, honestly, that's a fairly easy thing you can do. You know, these two seeds once a day for half the month and these two seeds the other. I can't remember what they are. Pumpkin seeds, flax seed, crushed flax seed. What else is in there? Don't know. Can't remember. But there's four seeds to cycle through. And they apparently help regulate your hormones, which might be a good idea. So there. Okay, that's all I got for today. Thank you very much, Kirsten Karchmer, for your dedication. You know what else I actually liked? One more thing. She had like an autoimmune disorder and essentially cured herself through nutrition. And I really like that. I like her holistic approach and how it relates to your period, right? And that is more information about that, how your period is giving you a report. Your whole body's connected. Everything's interrelated. And then when you have your period, you get a sample, right? What's going on or how healthy you are. And I really like that because like this could like, you know, say your period's whatever. Oh, you might have low iron and this and that and this. And it's like this domino effect. And these things, some of these things don't have anything to do like with your uterus. They might have to do with your liver or the fact that you don't have enough water. Or I the other thing that was really interesting to me. And I think I might have this when she gave the example of the girl who had whatever, and it was a big mystery. And then it turned out she was just too cold or something like that. I feel like that could be for me. So I wear more sweaters now. Actually, I should have worn my sweater that I bought because it's gigantic and red and like velveteen and it's delicious. Well, I haven't eaten it, but if wearing clothes was like food for your body, (laughs) this sweater is delicious. Okay, that's it. Thank you, and goodbye. I love this book so much. So what I wanted to focus on on this personal journal is that for the first time, I think, ever, I, like, documented my period 
because she talks about like how your period blood is supposed to look like your menstrual blood and what it's supposed to look like and um, your symptoms, like write them down. And, and I love her line that she says all through the, <laughs> the book is my favorite. It's common, but not normal. So I love that. So for the first time this period, I did all that. And it made me realize a couple things. Because in my last journal, I mentioned how I was getting my period every 20 days. I'm getting it every 23 days right now. And I, it reminded me that naturopath said I had a magnesium deficiency. And once I started taking powdered magnesium at night, it went away. And so I think I'm going to do that and see if it gets better. And I'm like that girl that has, which is new, happening right now, is that I get crazy bad periods for two days. Like, it's literally like I've been shot with a tranquilizer. I could barely function. I'm so exhausted. And headaches and chest pain, like migraines and chest pains and you name it. And But then the last, like, well, it's supposed to be two days, right? Because your period's supposed to be four days. But the last, like, four days of that is, like, super light and brownie and all the stuff that's not supposed to be. Anyway, so I love this book so much. I believe it's an ecosystem situation as well. I tried to do the seed. I'm still going to try to do the seed cycling, but it is a bit challenging where I am. Sesame seeds. I only could find ground sesame seeds. It's like a spice, a little spice like this. So I got two. And then I couldn't find flax seeds or pumpkin seeds. I couldn't find actual pumpkin seeds, but I found a pumpkin. So I took the seeds out and did them myself. So I have some pumpkin seeds. And for sunflower seeds, I think is the next one. Where is this? I think it's sunflower seeds. I don't have, but I have grown sunflowers on my farm. So maybe I can grow those too. Or maybe when I go into a big city, I can find them. Regardless, this book is giving me hope that this whole, I thought it was my perimetopause phase, which has been a nightmare for me, might not actually be something I have to endure for 10 years. Maybe it is uh, not normal, but common. So I can't wait to talk to the author. Hello. This is my personal journal number two for Seeing Red, which I'm not very deep into. Not not terribly deep, but I'm loving already. I'm only like about uh, 25 pages in, but just got to the history of periods and sounds really interesting. I really like the book. I think all the book choices, I was really most excited about this one and I will probably gain the most practical knowledge. Like really good learning will be had really like in a practical way because let's face it, I got a period and I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> but apparently there was a lot of time in history that women were afraid. So that's been really interesting learning about and really getting to know the history of it and how the shame surrounding your period has been around for an awful long time. I was trying to think of my own shame around my period. I mean, we all had that like friend in high school that like wore white shorts or white jeans or something or white skirt and then got their period. Whew, that was a tough go. But I don't know. I don't know my own. I think in maybe younger life, I would be more embarrassed or I at least wouldn't maybe talk about it too much around males, like because I was worried about them being grossed out or uncomfortable. But now I don't really think about it at all, though. I don't it's not like I feel like everybody's oversharing about their periods. But anytime I bring it up with someone or like hormone related stuff, I always get a lot of interesting information and hear a lot about other people's 
periods and with my girlfriends it's it's pretty pretty talked about you know what'll be interesting i think because i don't know anything on the topic of menopause like no one talks about that at all obviously probably because of the age group so maybe we will be but it's weird that like half of us are gonna go into it i mean half the population like women I'm almost 40 and I don't know anything about it. And I'm tech and I'm perimenopausal. So it's kind of, that is kind of crazy. Anyways, I'm thinking I'm going to like the book. I jumped ahead um, a little bit to 90, page 95 to read about the seed cycling, which I've started doing, which is not my favorite. But I mean, amongst all the other things I put in my mouth, eh. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> I put grosser, grosser things in my mouth. Okay. I'll see you guys in the next one. Let's talk more about this book because I can't stop recommending it to everyone who I cross paths with. Okay, maybe not everyone. To people who aren't menstruating, I am not recommending this book. But to everybody else, I seem to be talking about it a whole heck of a lot and I'm not even done reading it yet. What am I really hung up on? It's the distinction between common and normal. I can't stop thinking about this distinction. Uh, a little bit is anger towards self. Actually, like how could I not have been intelligent enough or in tune with myself enough to have made the distinction between common and normal prior to reading this book? Like how conditioned Am I to just accepting my lot in life that you just got these parts and no one really knows what to do with them or how to use them? So, yeah, there is a little bit of being angry at myself that I can think back to a few instances in my life where I did just accept the stupid answer that was given to me from some sort of medical expert. Just go on the pill. Okay. So, yeah, I am quite obsessed with the uncommon or common and normal. I hope to be able to move on from this, but for the most part, it's just really like the author Kirsten has just kind of dropped a bomb inside my brain uh, that has all of a sudden opened up all these potential new possibilities of thought or considerations or ways of looking at things. So thank you to the author for saying what was probably the most obvious thing that needed to be said, which is just because something is common does not mean that it's normal. If anything, this is a huge takeaway. And let's start spreading the world to all people with periods that doesn't matter if you can rhyme off a hundred people who are having the same symptoms. If it's not working for you, it's not working for you. And it doesn't mean it's normal, regardless of what medical expert they may share with you. Keep investigating. Don't give up. I keep actually thinking back to, and I'm almost excited to read now Leah's book recommendation, Sapiens, which is going to be kind of like looking at the evolution of the human being into well, where we find ourselves now in the modern world. I'm kind of curious. Uh, I'm wondering if periods used to be this thing that, of course, when you think back, women would have to be able to survive in the tribes and be hunters and gatherers. And we wouldn't be able to say, oh, sorry, I need to take a few days off. Um, I have a really heavy flow or the pain is too much or it's making me vomit or have horrendous migraines. 
I can't contribute towards the pack today. That doesn't make any sense. So obviously something happened along the way that has made us women accept that we're supposed to be uncomfortable and bloated and in a lot of pain during our periods. So yeah, that's all I got to say about that. I'm about a third of the way through seeing Red and I'm really enjoying this book. This book stirs up a lot of anger. Anger at our society, anger at history, anger at the state of medical care for people with periods, not just in North America, but throughout the world. And anger at myself because I'm part of the problem. I wouldn't normally bring up menstruation in conversation. It's something that I treat as very personal. And in fact, when I got my first period, I didn't tell anybody. I had some supplies from sex ed class and I didn't tell my mom until I ran out and she wanted to talk about it and I didn't. And that's kind of where we left it. She didn't even get an opportunity to pass on any knowledge because I didn't feel comfortable talking about it. And I guess I still don't. I didn't realize how many women in the world are suffering so much. 84% of women have pain during menstruation and 25% miss school or work because of it. That's astounding. And it's not good for women. It's not good for equality. And it's not good for society as a whole. Everyone should be angry about this. And something needs to change. And I guess this is the beginning of this book. What else did I find astounding? Half a billion people in the world don't have access to sanitary menstrual products like pads and tampons. What kind of a experience are these people having? It makes me sad and it makes me again angry. And I'm happy that this book exists and that we're going to be talking about it. One more thing I want to say. I am fortunately not one of the women that suffer from the conditions that she lists in this book. I didn't realize how lucky I was. And that doesn't make me want to read this book any less. In fact, it makes me want to read it more. To know what other people are going through and to realize that the problem is much bigger than I even knew it was. Let's talk more about this and help all the people in our lives because we all have somebody in our life that has a period. I can't wait to see what else is coming. I'm really looking forward to what she has to say. This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members in Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. All right, here's a good one. Gross, though. I get interrupted by my greasy hair, reminding me that you haven't had a shower for quite some time. It's not that I'm gross. Well, I guess it would be a subjective experience of others of whether I'm gross or not. But I don't not shower because I don't value hygiene. I just get so busy sometimes. I barely look at myself. And then I catch this greasy fool in the mirror. And I'm like, ah! Anyway, so, I mean, I guess that's a good interruption because it reminds me to take care of me. Book interrupted. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. Oh, yeah. So, you guys, I watched both of those kits you can get in the mail, like the Diva Cup one. I want the Diva Cup one. Yeah, I like the Diva Cup. 
Uh, but I like underwear on the other one, but I love the Diva Cup. Oh, I really do want to try that underwear. I've been meaning to order it. It keeps popping up on my Instagram feed. But I just didn't like that it came in the pattern. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, is it going to absorb your whole period or is it just for leaks? I don't know. I want to get it and try it. I'm going to get it and try it. I'll report back. Okay, good. Report. Some people can use it for their period on like later days. Maybe not your first day, they say. But uh, depending on your period, it depends on you but then the thing is if you're out during the day and then you need to change your underwear you have to carry it around yeah just keep a baggie with you because i wreck underwear all the time so i always just keep a baggie with me for when i fucking wreck my underwear <laughs> honestly it's like I'm, my job is to like ruin sheets and underwear i wear adult diapers to bed no <laughs> <laughs> on the first night of my period, I guess. I was like, is this a really serious conversation oh. we should be having? Okay, let's get... <laughs> we didn't know. Okay, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with this. Okay, here's another weird thing that happens to me around before I get my period. My ability to hold my urine goes down. What? And the uh, hormone specialist said it's because my estrogen levels are dropping. Ouch. Your, uh, I guess, Kegel ability goes it becomes softer. Uh, other things that can weaken uh, your ability to hold it is are things like caffeine. So you might decide to switch to like decaf mm. uh, during that time. No. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Not caffeine. Lack of estrogen. But that's one of the reasons that people, postmenopausal women, um, have more urinary incontinence. Really? Oh, there you go. Does anyone still do fecal exercises? Yeah, that's true. I hadn't put it together. I'm, now that you said that, I did one. Yeah, me too. Now that you said that, I'm like, oh. I loved, I'm oh, doing them right yeah. now. Yeah, I can do it still. I don't often. Yeah. <laughs> still got it. I know. <laughs> I'd say I'm still recovering from my second, um, from the birth of my second child. Like, I can't run or jump unless I've just gone to the bathroom or I'll pee myself. Oh, me too. So I I don't know why, but I found myself on a variety of trampolines. And before having a baby, that wasn't a problem. And after having a baby, that makes me pee my pants. It absolutely does. Or it makes it feel like your uterus is falling out of you. This is one of the reasons, reasons I want uh, to get some of that period underwear, just to like wear it. <laughs> if I'm going to be doing something. Yeah. My thing is, I think it's going to end up being really not breathable underwear. like sweaty like a sweaty hell that you wouldn't want to wear if you could avoid it but i will get to i will i will order it i just didn't i thought the idea was nice let's try to meredith let's both order it but two different brands yeah so we can do a good synopsis because i've been for like two years been thinking about ordering i've been thinking them. about it for a long time too like since it first showed up on my instagram feed i was like what are you uh where the lady was going through perimenopause and then she had this like just crazy bleed out. And I was like, before I hit perimenopause, I need to get some of that underwear and just wear it every day in case there's like, all of a sudden. Oh. I, I, our mom, she had a, like a 50 day bleed. What? Yeah, it'd be nice so, to just have something. Is that how it ends? A big hurrah? Oh, For some. No, I don't think so. Fuck. She got mean, mean, mean. Did I you? Mean, mean. We shouldn't find out about this when we're 40, right? That should be part of the Oh, I've ordered. Too. There's a book. The lady who wrote uh, The Vagina Bible is writing a book's coming out in May called The Menopause Manifesto. People are asking Ooh, her to write really it because it's really hard to find really a good, reliable yes. data, um, information about like menopause. So I, I bought one for myself because I need to know ahead of time. I want to know beforehand. I don't want to have to 
figure it out as I go along. And then I, I bought one for Sarah too. Because I had one day, I like my period is super late. And then I had the weird blowout where I was like, I was, thank goodness I was home. I was like running, all of a sudden it felt like, I don't know, like a pop. And then all of a sudden I was like, what? It's happening. And I had to run to the bathroom as it's dripping, like just pouring down my legs. It's like, what no the hell? Have, have you had That's an ultrasound of late? Or do you say all that since, for when you're in Canada? Yeah, I haven't had it since. I honestly haven't had anything since I had Ita three years ago. Yeah, I was just going to say it sounds like something maybe. Oh, and now I'm getting my period every 23 days. So I was super late and now it's like every 23 days. Yeah, but was it really painful when you had that popping thing? Was it like an extreme, like, I'm going to die pain? Or no? It was just the the blood? Because I've had cysts. Oh No, like there was cramping. Like I got, I felt pain. But I I wouldn't say like I'm going to die pain. I think I've had a situation like that before. Yeah. Yeah, I've had cysts. Yeah, it hurts. Cysts are like, yeah, it feels like you have this like wave of like, I'm going to pass out. It's so bad. Like you can see stars. Oh, actually I did feel like a little bit like, yeah, sweaty. Like I'm going to pass out. I wouldn't say I was in pain, but I felt no, like. So it could be. Like, yeah. Like, like I've lost too much blood. Like I'm like, I'm dizzy and I'm like, oh my God, what has happened? Before, like what I've had, what I would describe like that. I had a really like concentrated pain, <laughs> like as if I felt the location of the cyst. Right. Mm-hmm. And the same thing that you said, it's like really hot, really like nauseous for a minute and then I and you can tell and it starts as a normal cramp but it like kind of like like fine tooth right onto a point and then it's like run run I'd run to the bathroom yeah. I, was, I can't even imagine if I was out in public like I would no, like, right? okay, cool. that's why these underwear would be nice I to have because I was at Peggy's when that happened to me I was at the convenience store and I had to find a bathroom, which was not Very a convenience store, totally. And yeah, the only inconvenient thing about the convenience store. And I ran to wherever I ran. Oh, it was the groceries. Anyways, I left my fucking bloody underpants in the garbage. Because you I had to. You and I had a really short dress on and it was windy. And it was like, oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, daddy. The thing is, I just don't like the idea of having to start like carrying a purse. Like, I do not like to carry a purse. I have like a tiny little wallet, but if I'm going to be carrying around, I don't carry a purse, but a backpack that I like. Yeah. yeah. How much the do backpack you I like to like now? Hmm? How much do you love breath? your diva cup? I love it. Love I I started using a cup when Me I was too. 17. And I loved it. I was like, this is amazing. And then I stopped, like you know, because they wear out after a certain amount of time. And I guess I just didn't get another one. Oh, I know why. Because I was like partying too hard in university. And I was just like, I can't do this responsibly. I just want to make and throw it out. So I started using tampons in university. But then um, I started using it again. I don't know how, when, like in my 30s. And it's great. I love it. Like I recently did it, like maybe, maybe a year ago. And the best thing, it's kind of like when you quit smoking, like when you... When you have like when you when you're when you're a smoker, you never run out of smokes. You're fully aware if you're coming down to the end of your pack, and that means buy yeah. another pack. You do not want to find yourself as a smoker smokeless. And same thing with tampons. Like you guys talk about fanny packs and purses. Like I have like a pencil case in my bag that is that was anyways the tampon stash, so that you would never not have them. And just like smokes. You know, anyways, when I quit smoking, part of the freedom of that was looking at my purse and it would be empty and I'd 
be like, I don't even, like, I don't have to go get a pack of smokes. Like I don't smoke and I don't feel like getting it. Like I don't have, cause it was, you could, that was like, that was a manifestation of the addiction. I could feel yes. that like, better go get some old smokes. Like, yeah. And the same thing with my Dixie cup or diva cup. <laughs> Dixie. No, she is using all products wrong. No. Dixie cup. <laughs> I'm using Dixie cups. They're way cheaper. <laughs> They leak, but you know, after oh. your fourth use, anyways. She's um, putting them inside, but right? The diva cup. No, I'm not. Don't do that. <laughs> it might not work the same way. I'm not an expert. It's like decomposing or oh, like Lord. composting in my no. in my tunnel. Somebody, my please. sausage passage. We're coming over. You need a lesson. Okay. So I just love the idea of knowing all I need is this clean one piece of silicone and I'm good. Like you don't have to worry. Do I have tampons in them? Sarah, don't get Kim to have the conversation. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> 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 uh, I can tell her what not to do. Yeah. Don't do it. I'm so teasing. But oh, it is over one. I can't use the diva cup. It hurts. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, I can't use them. It's my endometriosis or whatever goes on. If you if I put it on, it's like severe pain. So yeah, not everybody can use them. That's the other thing. It's not everyone can use. Them. I think I'm a border of that. Then I don't think I have like endometriosis, but I'm like right up against the uterine wall of endometriosis. Like because I sometimes feel that pain, and same thing with my tampons, though. Even right, like it's like that's irritating your cervix or something. Like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I can. Yeah. I don't like them either. Yes. I, agree. I just don't like tampons anymore. I'm 40 now. I don't like them. I just don't like them anymore. Does anyone else get that way? I did though. For people who are using the Diva Cup, recently read an article. I am the same way. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, about how you take your Diva Cup out is really important. To create an air pocket, otherwise you're causing suction and you could cause Audi syndrome. I believe it's called Audi syndrome. Now, I'm probably doing that with my history. That's probably what I do. Yeah, yes. probably like, <laughs> that's literally using it like a toilet plunger. You're just toilet plunging it. Yeah, you'll end up um, like giving it, yeah, you have to like, with your finger, like create an air pocket. And then like scoop it out so that you're not pu- just, pu- don't just, pu- I used to pull it by the tabby. Don't do that. Oh no, no. You can like, if you, if you have it like near the top, you can just kind of like squeeze it. It'll break the seal. Yes, and then you can, like, the break the, the seal. Break the seal. Yeah. I can't even talk about this not breaking of the seal. It's mm-hmm. I. Oh. oh really? That makes you feel sick? Oh, I can't. I knew. Even up against your dislike of tampons, like this is an alternative. No, she doesn't like the suction idea. Yeah, that suction idea. Anything that gets to, I knew from Pro a very lapse, young age. I never lapse. wanted to be yeah, a doctor or a nurse, like without a shadow of an error. Yeah, so I was getting a bit too close to. I just, I just like uh, boiled my diva cup again last night because, like you know, it says you can just wash it with soap, but really you should boil it regularly. And I even got like a little, there's little like uh, holes on the side. And I even got like a little brush, I got a little brush and like cleaned out the holes and like. Did you name your diva cup? No. Is your diva cup's name Whitney? It is now. Oh my gosh. It is now. Mine's Aretha. Aretha near my urethra. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. 
If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. The impact books have on our lives is not limited to the words written between the covers. Some books inspire new thoughts and send us to unexpected places. Follow me, Meredith, every Sunday as I descend further and further in my recurring blog segment, Down the Rabbit Hole, at www.bookinterrupted.com blog. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Book Interrupted. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. But no water, like none. I was, and by like, and then reading the book, I'm like, how am I alive? That actually never will occur because all the research was done on men. PMDD, premenstrual dysmorphic disorder. And I'm not diagnosed and I don't know, but like, this is the worst and I'm anticipating it and I'm feeling emotional about it. And I'm worried and I'm, and being like, whatever I feel about it, I'm just going to have a glass of wine or two. I actually get a pumpkin and dry the pumpkin seeds myself. And then I, (laughs) you just go take it to the next level. Book interrupted.